What's up, guys? How's everybody doing? We have a new special episode today. I wouldn't say it's special. I just always like to say that to make people <laughs> seem important and stuff. But uh, we have an episode over anime. Yay. All right. <laughs> In today's episode, we're really going to focus on, since we never really touched on anime, uh, we're going to focus on everything from how is it being a black kid watching anime growing up and just the exposure of anime recently like man like it's been blowing up it's been blowing up 10 like, years ago when i was a kid watching it you couldn't talk about this openly nah, bro yeah bro you was like you like if you wanted to talk you you had to do like uh decoded talks like you're talking about drugs like hey bro you seen that show last yeah, night you got to go behind the school people think you selling drugs or something yeah, nah, we just talking about dragon ball z bro yeah i know <laughs> this isn't the uh in school isn't the jurisdiction for us to uh talk about this but yeah it was like but before we even touch on that, I I just want to say that like man, like I love anime. Yes, anime has been a part of my life since like the beginning of my life. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> what, what what about you? What do you feel about anime? Like, uh, how how did you first get introduced into anime as a black kid? Well, uh, I guess it's a mixture of I have two older brothers, so I kind of ended up getting some stuff from them, like some older type movies yeah. that people now probably don't even know about. But really, a big thing, and I'm pretty sure it's the same for a lot of people, it was Toonami. Toonami. You know what I'm saying? That, that every Saturday, yes. you know what I'm saying? Coming home and seeing that, or not really coming home. But, you know, just watching that late at night, like, that was a big thing. Stuff like Inuyasha, stuff like, um, what's uh, no, Fooly Cooly, that was Fooly, cool. Oh, man, Fooly Cooly, that's one of my favorites. Uh, Bobo 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 Bobo. Yeah, see? Yeah. <laughs> that was stupid. Cowboy Bebop. Man, Bobo Bobo Bobo. Bobo 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 was weird. Didn't he have, like, some kind of mustache? That no, it was his It was his nostril hairs. Bro. What? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I thought it, it was I've been thinking hair. it's his mustache no, this whole time. It was the hair from his nostrils, bro. <laughs> yes. It was lit, bro. It was lit. It was definitely lit. They had one dude who, who powers were, like, he farted. Like, yeah, he farted and he admitted, like, poisonous gases or something. <laughs> like, it was amazing. And <laughs> what's so funny about it, bro, he was a black dude who had this huge, huge blonde afro dog. Yes. It did not fit. <laughs> but it, it was quirky. A lot of anime is quirky and stuff. Like, it's, it's some jokes that's kind of just, it's like Japanese humor. It takes a bit to get accustomed to and stuff. And, and like, I, I know this is, a bubble bubble is kind of like a bad way to introduce anime. But like, another question I want to ask you, what what do you think, uh, before anime started getting this big exposure, exposure with things like Naruto and My Hero, uh, what do you think was like the biggest like stereotype of anime? Why we had to go back in, back in the back of the gym and talk about it and like nobody would talk about it well cause like why was it considered weird it was because it, it was considered nerdy and lame you know what i'm saying like yeah. uh it, it it wasn't manly or masculine some type of stuff it was childish you know what i'm saying yeah. now uh if you anybody who's a fan of anime and has been for a while knows that that's true and wrong at the same time it's true yeah. and false whereas a lot of it is pretty childish fan service type stuff but there's a lot of good storytelling animes out mm-hmm. there that can actually get deep and dark you know what i'm saying if it's gory or if it's just the the manner of the storytelling it is like it, it's setting uh like a murder or a detective thing or yeah. something you know anime just isn't in this box where it's just explosions and you know <laughs> or whatever type stuff and uh, i think that was a lot of why people were against it you know what i'm saying it just got a bad rep 
Yeah. Just like, uh, I mean, yeah. you could say uh, people think all football players are meatheads or something. You know what I'm saying? Like athletes don't <laughs> think or something. That's yeah. a stereotype. It's not true, but, you know, people think, think that. Yeah, and just seeing, like, uh, things like uh, hentai being, like, shoved in your face. Anime uh, girls with big boobs. Uh, you know, it's not all that. Like, it's not even like... Actually, I think most of the anime that I watch don't even consist of that. So, yeah, definitely. And uh, the fact that you said Toonami was like your gateway, I feel like Toonami was like everyone's gateway. You know, of course, when we talk about gatekeepers of uh, anime being introduced into the Western civilization, you know what we got to talk about. Well, you talking about Dragon Ball Z? Obviously. I'm talking about Dragon Ball Z, obviously. Yeah, quite possibly the greatest. I won't. I won't say necessarily in terms of quality, but just in terms of impact and how huge it is, and the fact that let's say we was watching it, me and you, we in our twenties, our early twenties. Yeah, we was watching this on Toonami, but it had been over in Japanese for uh, in Japan for over like ten, fifteen years. Mm-hmm. Like it, it has an, an incredible amount of longevity, and the fact that uh, it, I feel like it, it not only set the tone for a lot of people getting into anime who weren't Japanese, you know, just like American Western people, but it also set the tone for a lot of anime that came after that period. Like you just mentioned Naruto, but there most likely would not be any Naruto if Dragon Ball Z had not been made. Kishimoto has even said that. Uh, the Kishimoto was the writer of Naruto. Mm-hmm. If you guys don't know, what's his first name? Uh. Ugh. <laughs> I try to get last names because you know. Yeah, I just be saying Toriyama. Yeah, because I don't want to mix Akira Toriyama. That's easier, but like Masashi. Masashi. See, I would have globbered that up. But like to go back to your statement before, like, why do you think Dragon Ball Z was the anime that got to the West? Because before then, you had Astro Boy, Sailor Moon. Yes, I mean stuff like um, in, uh, not Inuyasha, uh, Yu Yu Hakusho. Yu Yu Hakusho. That's another classic. Yeah. I, so why do you think it was Dragon Ball Z that got us? I feel like it just it had the appeal from the uh the, it, okay, let's say uh Dragon Ball when it came to America came in probably around the time of like the the late 90s, early 90s type stuff. And you yeah. think about what was going on just in terms of like action movies. Like who was famous back then? Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, yeah. Uh, Sylvester Stallone. People like Rocky. Yeah. yeah, stuff like that. Like huge buff swole guys. Yeah. That's what people are interested in. So when you come over with this anime or this, you know, this cartoon that consists of pretty much dudes just doing that, being beefed out, uh, yelling 24-7 and throwing <laughs> uh, little key balls that hit the ground and then blow up like a whole city or something. It was entertaining and stuff. <laughs> and I'll say even me personally, I felt like the music for the uh, show was pretty damn good too. Oh, like, yeah. uh, if for anything, it's not even just anime. You could just talk about any kind of show, whether it's a cartoon, a TV show, a movie, or something. The atmosphere and the stuff that sets the tone for what you then watch exactly. is extremely important. And Dragon Ball was extremely good at that. And the score, the soundtrack to that is very important. Yes. It's very, do you feel like that America um, when Akira toy? Because like the thing was is like Dragon Ball Z was the first thing that was hot out here. Like, when looking back, you know, a lot of people probably think that, you know, Dragon Ball was hot. But Dragon Ball wasn't that hot out here. Like, originally, like, when Goku was a kid, that series wasn't hot. But it was Dragon Ball Z that was the temple point. And you said that you you touched on, like, how even a lot of the protagonists in Dragon Ball Z resembled, like, popular movie stars such as Arnold Schwarzenegger. Do you feel like Akira Toriyama and Toy Animation kind of, like, did that on purpose to where, like, they wanted... To kind of Americanize Dragon Ball Z for us to feel it, because the thing is, like, you can even say the soundtrack, but even down to the simplest form, like the animation, it was different from other animes, very different. 
I, I'll say uh, I won't necessarily think that when Akira was making it or a toy like in Japan that was the goal I do think uh, just off top if you watch a lot of anime you'll, you're gonna see a lot of uh, references or inspiration of American media and that stuff because yeah. I feel like Japan has been in a lot of cases inspired by America they enjoy America and stuff but I, I won't think that in the process of, of when he was making it it was uh, the goal to make it more you know American or something until Funimation got involved. And yeah. then I do, if you ever watch Dragon Ball in Japanese uncut type stuff and then watch the Funimation dub, there's some word changes, there's some sentence mm-hmm. changes. Goku is no longer this, uh, in, in Japanese, he's really just like this dude who likes to fight, who happens to do good stuff as a side product. Yeah. And uh, kind of like Exactly. And Funimation is more like he's a superhero. Like mm-hmm. he's, uh, even the speech he uh, gives Frieza right before it's he... Way, it's way different. It's, it's changed changed in Japanese versus when it's in American and stuff. I do feel like once they seen how how much of a money thing it could have been, that's when they kind of tweaked it and freaked it a bit to be (laughs) more accessible to American audiences. But I I wouldn't say that was the goal originally. It's just kind of a process when you see... uh, uh, something that you made is making money and you like hey well there's like this whole other part of the table I could be making money on well let me start making uh, stuff that's gonna fit them people more you know what I'm saying I won't say that once he came to the table he had already been trying to convince uh, American audiences cause I personally around that time I don't think people knew anime would be as big as it is now exactly because again like I said there was animes before you know um, Dragon Ball Z and just the fact that it landed perfectly I feel like like you said Funimation did do a great job on doing that because Ocean Dove kind of poo but uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, we're that's another thing that I really wanted to talk in before we go into the second topic why because like a lot of anime uh, popular anime such as Naruto and Dragon Ball Z they have dubs even Bleach um, Bleach is a part of the big three as well and so like a lot of people um, I feel like America uh, has been able to grasp these animes from the eastern culture because of their dub but us as seasoned anime watchers <laughs> why do you feel like sometimes it's important to kind of sometimes watch the sub over the dub well uh, I feel like if you want to say that or ask that and basically oh, I'm sorry let me clarify the question for people who don't know what sub and dub is sub is basically Japanese subtitles but uh, I mean uh, English subtitles to where the Japanese voiceover is still there and the English dub is just no caption no uh, no, no caption is needed because the English audio is already in play so why do you feel like sometimes watching it in Japanese with subtitles is better than watching the English dub I do feel, uh, depending on who does the dub, a lot of the emotion, uh, like the tension, just the overall impact of the words, and uh, in some cases the music, it's lost when it's translated into English. Uh, I feel like um, Americans or just Western audiences are very good at capturing visual, uh, just art or you know acting and yeah. forms but when it comes to voice acting when 95 percent of your job is uh controlling how you speak and uh matching it to the tone of the story i won't say american audiences are that good at that yeah uh i feel like our cartoons are very bland or i, I wouldn't even say bland they're just very one-dimensional like they, there's just a certain type of comedy or a cartoon we get in america yeah. which requires just a very specific type of voice acting it's, exactly. it's kind of lazy when you switch it over to anime anime can cover a whole wide variety of types of genres where it's not just comedy it can be action it can be thriller it can't just be comedy it can be sports or whatever and uh, <laughs> Japanese voice actors have an incredible 
incredibly good ability to translate emotion. And yes. I feel like that's lost a lot of times when it comes to switching it over into English. Because some people, like, it, it's harder for an American person to do that because it's just not natural. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It, it's not what they're usually accustomed to. Like, people who do that in Japan have probably been working on animes or in some form voiceover uh, or voice acting probably for years before they got yeah. to the anime that they, we know them for. You know exactly. what I'm saying? A lot of these people probably just get picked out of some room for an audition just because people liked how his voice sounded. Yeah. Not necessarily his ability to articulate and you know speak and convey emotion they just be like well his voice sounds like something somebody's gonna want to listen to which yes, is exactly. you know that's different than when you just want somebody to voice a commercial voice versus voicing a 30 season episode <laughs> yeah. I mean, a 30 episode season i'm yeah. sorry but in it but it kind of goes back to uh and, and i totally understand what you're saying because i feel like even in acting the uh, american actor is more stock and trade like in, as until where like um you guys can't see my facial expressions but i'm gonna just say it like you know, even when it comes to conveying emotion, it's I'm happy, smile face, <laughs> I'm sad, frown face. And I feel like in other cultures, they do what you, which exactly what you say, it, the, uh, their, dramatic, uh, their dramatics are more in their voice, their tone, how real they come off, how authentic they come off. And so that's why I agree with you, man. I, I love watching some subtitles over uh, English dub because of the fact is that those like Japanese voice actors can get it right. You know, they can inflict emotion better than, you know, English dub. Like, uh, say, for instance, in Naruto, like Sasuke's uh, English, uh, 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 Japanese sub, like Japanese voice actor is amazing. Just to, because Sasuke, if anybody watched Naruto, he has been on his period since the beginning <laughs> of the show. Yeah, so it's just seeing like Sasuke's being a character who has gone through many emotions and hearing that Japanese voice actor just nail it, nail every single emotion down packed is, is just amazing. But it's kind of like what you said. Sometimes Americans can be a little bit too stock and trade. And so they just have like this one voice when really they're better on the screen because you get to see them face to face. So I, I totally understand that. But uh, w- w- you're about to say something? I, I, know, I feel like that just loops back around to, you know, American voice actors, they have more, uh, well, just American actors, they have more to depend on, let's say, if they're doing a movie. Whereas, you know, your actions or stuff like that can dis- display your emotion better. And it's easier to yeah. get for you to get cues on how to voice or how to speak when you're, you know, physically acting or something versus you watching something and you feeling like, uh, well, not really you feeling like you have to match the energy of something that's just being created. You know, something it, that's imaginary at it, that point. It's a whole different ball game. It's like, man, like, because I, I know like some things like in Finding Nemo, like uh, Ellen DeGeneres. Uh, she got to watch, you know, a ki- a, a couple of uh, scenes while she played Dorothy. But in anime, it's it's just you. You're just voice. And Sean Shimmel, when he playing Goku, it's just him in the, <laughs> it's just him in the booth, you know, yelling to the top of his lungs. But one thing I really wanted to cover is, you know, being a black kid growing up watching anime. Like, how different was it from other races, you know? Cause like in our race, growing up anime was i wouldn't say it was a no-no but it was definitely not cool it was, like, it was co- partially frowned upon yes I, i'll say i got kind of lucky my whole family was cool with that so like you know what really got me into anime it was like a group family thing where you know uh any port author residents who've been out here 
for, you know, like 20 years, you will remember that uh, Central Mall used to have an FYE store. Yes. And we used to go there, and every time the new VHS dropped, this is how old this is, the new VHS dropped, <laughs> we go by, come home, and then watch like the three, four episodes that's on that VHS. Yeah. And that's what really got me in the anime. It, didn't, it wasn't really until I got a little bit older and I started to, um, whether it was just talking about it or maybe I had a, a shirt or something, and I would wear that out in public around other black people, I would see, you know, what we're talking about, where it's, it's kind of frowned upon, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Some people think, you know, it's just childish bullcrap. But uh, just, I felt I was lucky. When I came up, I was never taught that it was wrong anyway. So it was just me interpreting uh, or at least appreciating another form of art, uh, regardless yeah. of whether it didn't come from where I was naturally from. You know, I still enjoyed it just as much. And see, and it was kind of different with me. Like, my dad did watch Dragon Ball because, like we said, Dragon Ball was the first anime that really made it into, like, the, the Western culture. But he didn't watch anime. And my sister didn't watch anime, and my mom didn't watch anime. So, of course, I mean, you know, they kind of made some jokes about me watching things like Digimon and <laughs> hey, uh, Naruto. But... I, I didn't really see how frowned upon it was until, like, I had this, uh, my best friend in elementary and middle school uh, named Thomas Lee. He was like, I call him my best friend, but he was really the only kid that would hang out with me. But <laughs> he was my best friend for that. So um, we would, um, he would, uh, Thomas Lee, of course, he was Vietnamese, and he would uh, give me, like, you know, just give me mangas. Like, give me Naruto mangas and give me... And that's when I got introduced to a whole new culture, which was the manga culture. And because I didn't even understand that this animation actually came from books. Like, wait a minute. Like It's the same as, like, uh, you came up watching Justice League or something yeah. like that. It's just Japanese Justice League. Exactly. exactly. Like, these, just like Justice League's uh, uh, the role from comic books and stuff, this stuff came from mangas. And so, reading mangas, uh, I even read stuff like Fruit Basket and everything. You know? I, I've seen that episode. Yeah, and uh, Death Note. And so, just reading those things that he gave to me really opened my eyes. And what I really loved about... Uh, the anime culture is that it can get even though it, it, the stereotype of it is that it's very stereo uh, it, the stereotype of it is that it's very kiddish and uh, hentai uh, weird or creepy um, right it's like weird and creepy but I feel like one of the main things that I got from it is that anime could be very sophisticated at times like even like the word uses they use sometimes they use uh, a lot of times when you think think about anime who are anime like naruto naruto used things like chakra like chakra is actually a hindu principle uh you know um naruto and so the story of naruto and sasuke no spoilers i'm not going to spoil any anime but i'm gonna just say the story of naruto and sasuke when you understand that their reincarnations actually came from a japanese philosophy so it's like Wow, like seeing that all these anime at like actually derived from real philosophy or mythology is real cool, and it had me looking up other mythologies yes. and going deeper into that. That's so another thing. Anime can be very sophisticated, and I feel like people don't know that. It can be inspirational and it can be inspired by other things. That's why you know, either if you watch anime, you're gonna want to go look something else up. Or it's going to remind you of something that you've already read. Where, yeah. uh, let's say we're talking about Seven Deadly Sins. Uh, oh, that's yes. that's a great anime that's coming up right now. And a lot of that is inspired by old, you know, England tales. You know, yes. King Arthur type yes, of Galahad, stuff like that. Stuff like that. The, like the, the, the Troy Christian age. It's really uh, kind of described by that. So, again, another sophisticated tale. And uh, I, I feel like just 
being a fan of it, it made, I won't say because that's stupid and presumptuous. It, but I'll say it made me a bit smarter just because I got accustomed to reading the subtitles all the time. Yeah. I'm saying it just naturalized it. I know no, a thing. That's not presumptuous. Uh, because I, I feel like a lot of people uh, who won't watch anime sub, is that's the reason. They just don't like reading and watching Watch at the same it, yeah, time. Yeah. But I feel like because I did it from such a young age and for so long, it's second nature to me now. You know what I'm saying? I don't really have no problem doing that. But I can see why some people be like, nah, bro, this is too much work. I, I, don't, I really shouldn't have to read and watch at the same yeah, time. Yeah, I, I feel that too. But, you know, I I feel like, again, it, it the reason why it helps me uh, become more intelligent or more sophisticated because it exposes you to another culture. Being a black kid, I'm not going to lie. A lot of movies that, you know, people... Now, I'm not going to say that, you know, black people can't make movies. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, being a black kid, watching a lot of movies that, you know, my parents put me on, they were kind of bad. Like, <laughs> like Baby Boy is a classic. Don't get me wrong. Baby Boy is a classic. But it's a terrible movie, bro. I mean, it is a terrible movie. about Boys in the Hood. The too, Boys in the Hood, It's a classic, too. but it's kind of a bad a movie, movie though, Yeah, bro. like, when you, like, compare it to the scope of, like, real... <laughs> <laughs> Real oh, man, I don't know what Cuba Good Jr. was swinging at, bro, but he was just throwing his arms around. But I, see, it's true, you know what I'm saying? I feel like another part of that is that uh, it was more natural for me because being a black man or being a black person, watching anime, you're already accustomed to uh, experiencing a new culture 24 7. Yes. Whereas, you know, you lived in America. Probably 95% of the stuff you're watching on TV, hearing on the radio. At that time, especially when we was coming up, it's different now for a lot of young kids because, you know, black people kind of dominate the entertainment. And, and plus, social media is on a different uh, plateau than where we were. You but know. coming up, we was in, just watching a whole bunch of white stuff. Like, we yes. was in a white comedy. You know what I'm <laughs> yes. saying? We seen white comedians. You yes. know what I'm saying? Robin Williams, Michael Myers. Now, Michael Myers was his name. Uh, Michael, the dude who was in... Uh, uh, Austin Powers. I know who you're talking about. I, I can't, I can't remember, remember his name, but I think his name is Michael. But him, Adam Sandler, uh, freaking uh, Tim Allen. Yeah, Tim Allen, Robin Williams, yeah, stuff yes. like that. Like that's what we got introduced to. So it wasn't too weird for me to then get introduced to a, a completely new culture, which yeah, is exactly. Japanese stuff. Yeah, I feel like you know if you were a black person that probably came up strictly watching the movies we was just talking about, like Boys in the Hood, State Property, stuff like uh, House Party, Class Act, stuff like that, it probably would be weird for you to start getting into a completely new culture because it's a culture shock. But it, it's good. Whatever stereotype you feel you have is probably wrong. It's probably right at the same time, but it's not. It's just surface level truth. Exactly. It's like saying you know black people gangbang some shit. Like some niggas do, but not everybody do that. Again, part. some make podcasts to where yeah. they talk about anime. Exactly. So, you never know and so like that's another thing to where like I'll, we could touch on briefly like you know you can't take uh stereotypes as complete generalizations like it, it you know never let either stereotype or some hinder you from being exposed to it and I, I feel again not to repeat myself but i feel like that's a, one of the reasons to where I'm, I'm i'm kind of sophisticated now it's not because I, I open myself to anime specifically but it's when i open myself to anime i started open myself to other things around anime and that, but, that 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 is a good point too especially if you do it from a young age if you're accustomed to uh 
immersing yourself in new things, it's mm-hmm. just always going to be more natural for you the rest of your life. Exactly. Versus if you just now start doing it when you're in your late 20s or your 30s or some type of stuff. And then if you're in your 50s or your 60s, it might damn near be too hard for you to try and immerse something. Yeah, All exactly. you know is what you know. Exactly. Uh, Judge Judy shows. So <laughs> I feel like it, 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 soon, as soon as you have an open taste palette, it betters it. It's just like with food. Like more, the more food that you eat, the better your taste palate becomes. Ooh. It's like Andre sings with I'm green peppers. Fan. Yeah, bro. I eat. I no. I eat them things, man. You know what I'm saying. I'm gonna tell you, uh, E2 fans, right now. I do not <laughs> like vegetables. All right, we getting a little sidetrack. I'm gonna just say this. Anything green, nine times out of ten, probably nasty. Bro. But I have been expanding myself, and these peppers is fire, bro. You know what I'm saying? Hey, E2 fans, if y'all got some vegetables, I should try. Hey, leave it in the description. Yeah. And then leave it in the comments or something. You know what I'm saying? But back on topic, bro. Bro, what, <laughs> to go back on topic, let me just straight up ask you. Besides Dragon Ball Z, what's your favorite anime? Ah, that, that, is, that is kind of a hard question. But I'll give you I I'll give you my top four. Top four. All right. Uh, of course, Dragon Ball Z. Not necessarily. I say besides. Oh, you said besides that. Uh, <laughs> Dragon Ball Z, bro. I gotta say it, period, because it's so influential. But uh, in terms of just good quality stuff that I think a lot of people would like, Full Metal Alchemist, uh, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, Brotherhood, not just Full Metal Alchemist, yeah. but watch the Brotherhood version. That is perfect, in yes. my opinion, in terms of storytelling action a level of seriousness versus the level of comedy that's in it is very good uh trigun is a classic to me i'm saying it's an extremely fun silly show that can switch in between that and being serious uh extremely good and of course he's a hell of a gunslinger oh yes yeah that's lame as uh, he he, he's a dual pistol (laughs) uh that that sounds even lamer uh Uh, those two cowboy bebop that's uh we just was talking about that that is a great show and of course i'm gonna steal yours because you know you love talking about it yeah uh, say time. it but uh hunter x hunter i have yeah. a hunter x hunter shirt on right now like right oh, now yeah, he showed yeah, dude. Dude. he got he a phantom some, troop shirt on Kasoka on it and but crollo but i love those pics because i think like full metal alchemist it kind of elaborates on the point that we were saying before about like um, anime can get very sophisticated at times like even the setting of uh, Full Metal Alchemist, how they uh, adopted uh, alchemy in uh, the Philosopher's Stones. But if you look up real alchemy that happened in like the 11th, uh, 11th century, 10th century, like these things were real things, like uh, the Philosopher's Stone. Yeah, that's, I wouldn't say it's real, but it's like documented in history. Yeah, it's documented. People. The Philosopher's Stone has never been like, you know, proven to proven be real, real yeah. But it's documented in history as a thing, you know. And, and it was real, basically the Philosopher's Stone came out to where um, they were they're really trying to make gold. And so they say that um, the stages was it would be white, a uh, lunafix, it would be white, uh, black, and then red. But they could never turn the red into gold. And so people would call it the Philosopher's Stone. But again, it's never documented as being a real thing. But that's just another tale of. Uh, anime being very sophisticated, yeah, very sophisticated, uh, taking inspiration from a variety, a variety of things. You know, a lot of uh, animes have roots in you know old Asian mythology, but it's just as easily can be uh, Greek mythology. Are, or, are, uh, same thing with Hunter X Hunter. Uh, they adapt uh, Egyptian mythology with Rin. Rin is actually an an Egyptian mythology. It's part of the yeah. It's part of the seven bodily uh, souls. You know, you have uh, Ak, uh, Ba, uh, Rin, uh, Nin, 
And then uh, I can't think of them all off top, but basically they all uh, separate spirits that you have in the Egyptian mythology. So it's like yeah, anime. Can, I, did not, I did not know yeah, that. I'll say that. And I again, did I didn't that. know that until I've, I've been watched uh, Hunter x Hunter like since like three years ago. But when I started recently getting into Egyptian mythology again, and then I started seeing these things from Hunter x Hunter uh, in Egyptian mythology. So it, it, like you said, it can get, it can get very sophisticated because a, a, a lot of times they can adopt from old philosophy, and and even if it's not old philosophy, we could say things like a cure to where like they're talking about the future, mm. they're talking about a neo age. Yeah, you know, that, that's that's true too. And I say uh, I'll talk about my pick, uh, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. It even does a great job of dealing with like uh, legitimate topics that are still current right now. Where like yeah. I felt like there was a very uh, not apparent, but uh, yeah. no subtle undertone of racism in uh, it was apparent. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying where is there's a mestrius or the you know the place where the main characters are from that's in war, at war with uh what was it, Ishval? Yeah, the Ishval, yeah, Ishval. Ishval. And had it, a darker pigmentation. Exactly. They were a darker yeah. pigmentation, and they had pretty much been wiped out. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And they uh, even then they I feel like it had a bit of an Indian Native American excuse me undertone because uh, they were like more into with the earth for some type exactly. of stuff they would they had their own brand of alchemy and stuff mm-hmm. i feel like you know uh again never just write this anime stuff off as just something childish because there are a lot of hot topics or you know just the undertones or uh, storytelling uh devices or whatever you want to call it yeah. that are very serious and legitimate um and i'll even say that uh you want to segue into this last topic oh, because it's, it kinda, it's kind of relevant here where it's uh, Full Metal Alchemist We can talk about Representation in anime I feel like Japanese people Or you know In Japan They have a very uh, I don't want to say Fetish But borderlines Kind of like Admiration for white people yes. For Americans Anytime there is Definitely uh, after World War Two. Yes But uh, Anytime there is A representation Or a white person In character They're usually Sometimes the most attractive person in the show or something like they're drawn the best you know what I'm saying yeah. they're drawn as the apex and stuff and now in today's time it's nowhere near as bad as it was let's say in the late 90s to early 80s but black people were represented very stereotypical you know what I'm saying <laughs> we were always drawn as extremely black with the typical old Disney style big fat big lips fat exactly and uh in today's time cause uh Naruto had black uh characters anime actors or i say anime actors anime characters but they were drawn sensibly yeah, like you know? the uh, rakage and yeah stuff killer like that. b the, i think their little brother or something they didn't have the features i was just talking about but you could still tell that they were black i feel like representation in anime uh at now in today's time is extremely better because it's uh i feel like uh manga artists and you know just Japanese studios have seen the money and just the uh, the power of anime and they've kind of toned it back a little bit. But back in the day, it was very stereotypical. I wouldn't yes. say necessarily intentionally because Japanese people are racist. I just felt like, you know, they were kind of closed off. You know, yeah. really their only interactions with the world outside of Japan was with other local Asian countries and then once, you know, the World War II happened, America. You know yes. what I'm saying? Yeah. That, that's really their, their only interpretations or interactions with... Uh, outside world so i'm not surprised that you know japan doesn't really know too much about african people you know what i'm saying they kind of just knew stereotypes i remember it was actually a recent thing i don't know if uh i'm not gonna get it wrong uh but um it was either a chinese or japanese uh, museum exhibit to where like uh they would uh put african uh people african figures uh and then compare them to like uh animals 
And like again, they weren't being racist, but it came. It, it was very toned up because it was like what you were saying. They're not. They weren't. Exp- they're not really exposed to African culture or, Af- or even Black American culture. Remember, even though anime anime is just getting hot in Western culture, you know, don't think that just because you know Japan and Shibuya be popping, don't think that they 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 know exactly what our culture is. That's true. They they've been throughout history. They've been getting beat, bits and pieces of it. First, it was jazz. They 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 understood yeah. jazz, and then through jazz they understood uh, the D boy and uh, break dancing. Kind of hip hop got exactly with like the soundtrack. Of Let's talk about Samurai Champloo. That's a very hip hop huh. uh, inspired soundtrack. Samurai Champloo, Cowboy Bebop, very jazz inspired. Actually, Cowboy Bebop. Bebop mm-hmm. is a yeah. type of jazz. Exactly. So, you know, they were just, I feel like that's how I know it's not them being racist. It's just them getting a piece of our culture a piece at a time because yeah. it was it was only afforded to them. Matter of fact, Astro Boy, when Tezuka made it, it was, it was made to kind of not uh, emulate comic books, but kind of give the same feel and have the same fan service so it can reach a broad audience. Because unbeknownst to a lot of people, Astro Boy was made like right after World War II. Is that old? Yes, I did not know. It yes, was that in, old. in mangas, Astro Boy was made in right after World War Two. Ah, that's news to me. Yes, it, it, and so technically, it, but and technically, if you think about it, if World War Two never happened, anime wouldn't exist. Because remember, when when Tezuka made it, it was so popular. The media was so popular because it was the only form of media at the time. Anime at that point became the only form of media because when even when they started being adapted to anima, uh, animation, they would understand that animation is way cheaper than hiring real actors at this time. Because it took a while for Japan to get back on its feet after you know the um, bombings uh, during World War Two. And uh, this isn't really this isn't really anime related, but just talking about after World War Two and after being bombed. I mean, that was kind of a source of a lot of creativity for Japan. Because I mean, yes. without that, we probably would never have had Godzilla. That's yes, literally the foundation exactly. of his entire creation of his character is a uh, hydrogen atom bomb being exploded and him him being mutated from it. Exactly. So uh, I feel like uh, Asian uh, Asians. Japanese people have an incredibly good ability of making something out of nothing. Nothing, exactly. And and I feel like that's why, um, not to go back to that dark period in history, that's why I feel like uh, a lot of people like FDR felt like the bombs were needed. And because they knew that uh, Japanese people are a resilient people, very persistent people, that's what I always loved about uh, Japan because you can see it in their culture. But when we talk about representation in anime, like for black people, what what's a great way to fix it? Uh, I feel it. My honest answer probably do nothing at all. In my honest opinion, I feel like it's been slowly getting better just mm-hmm. to begin with. I never felt, you know, we talked about the uh, poor representation of black people in anime. I never felt like we said it was never intentional, intentional or with yes. malicious intent. They just were. And, textbook definition ignorant yeah. of black culture and I feel like that's it's changing you know what I'm saying we was just talking about uh, what was we talking about um, Afro Huey oh yeah uh, Riley. Boondocks Boondocks you know what I'm saying that's not anime but it's definitely anime, anime inspired Boondocks. yeah inspired. you know what I'm saying and uh, stuff like uh, if we you would've went back 20 years ago there would be no Afro Samurai but there is yes. Afro Samurai now you know what I'm saying I'm not gonna speed up 
Japanese people to start making black anime. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's something they can do of their own volition on their own schedule. I would appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I hope maybe, you know, in today's time with the uh, momentum that it has, that it keeps building up, we start to see more American maybe animes and stuff like that or just at least American cartoons inspired by anime. But I personally don't feel there's any need for black people to be re- represented more in anime now than they are, you know, because it, it just doesn't mean anything to me. I, I don't need that. I don't need validation. Yeah, I yeah, need yeah, yeah. explosions. I need, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Don't Story, fight. Plot. You know what I'm saying? It, it's just, it's fine. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I'm not personally worried about that. As long as they just not misrepresenting us. Yes. And that's obviously not even happening anymore. No, nah, definitely with, um, like we were just saying, Rock Kage is who now we have very powerful black yes. protagonists. I mean, Tozen, that was in yes. Bleach. He was an extremely good character. Oh, man. I, I love Bleach, man. He was, Bleach is so stuffed on But I, when, when we talk about misrepresentation I feel like Exactly how you feel like The uh, Japanese people Don't owe us anything And went to uh, sp- uh, Like as, as in speeding up That process Because I see it Getting better Even uh, uh, I mean uh, That new Jaden Smith Neo Yoki uh, It's probably not Getting the best reviews It's probably It gets a lot of Mixed reviews But it, that's a black protagonist and It's still It's a step in the right, right direction. direction, yes. And but when I'm talking about representation, I feel like the only way that's going to get better is if we start supporting black writers. You know, I, I feel like uh, a lot of times there's a lot of black writers who would love to step into that field. Like there's uh, this uh, anime called this manga that's about to get animation for a movie called the King, the Kids, Kids the Kings. And I don't know if you ever seen it, but it's basically like they take uh, they take European. Uh, Nigerian and Egyptian like culture and they and they put it in there and they put it all in that anime and it's really good and it's animated I know Andre's the Google King so he's probably looking it up as we speak uh, yeah well, you said it's called Kids the King yeah like Kids the King I think that's what it's called yeah I, I okay all yes. right. I've actually seen a, a screen grab or like a picture of this I know what you're talking about now yeah and I mean yeah this is dope you know what yeah I'm it's it, and, and I feel like if we want that much representation we gotta start supporting our black writers and to where in uh giving our black writers the freedom to do that I feel like you know as a black writer you don't have to go to Japan to you shouldn't have to go to Japan to make your anime successful you know, I still feel like today, even in the industry, a lot of black writers, period, whether it be anime, movie writers, they're very um, restricted into uh, how far their content can go. And of course, this is not one of them episodes to where we're going to dive deep into why, but I just feel like that can help the representation to where, like, where we want it as black people, you know, it would help it even more if we actually had more black anime writers. And just just more uh, uh, of our own people in the field. Exactly. I, I'll uh, agree with that and I support that. But I also just want to say that at the end of the day, you know, we toss this word around a lot. Uh, I feel like it, it needs to be thrown back in our faces if we do act out or if anybody does that. Because at the end of the day, anime is a Japanese thing. Yes, yes. We need to forever. If you ever want to get involved in that, making your own thing, pay homage. Yes. Pay respect. Never act like we just invented this, or if because I, I see in the future we gonna come up with some nice ass shows, bro. You know, what I'm saying? yeah, some dope ass <laughs> black animes. But never get too big or pig headed to think that you know we created that. I will forever be appreciative to 
uh, let's say Akira Toriyama, okay. Kishimoto, Kishimoto, stuff like people yes. like them. They, um, uh, Miyazaki, Miyazaki, you know what I'm oh, that, Miyazaki. Yeah. Yeah. House Moving Castle. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That those are classics. I will forever respect. Uh, not only those creators, but just the culture that a lot of that stuff comes from. I, whatever you want to do, just make sure that you're inspired. You know what I'm saying? And keep it at that and go your own route. But don't, you know, come in there and try and twist or speak or try and say how things need to be. That's why I'll say I didn't like a lot of those black characters who were misrepresented or stuff like that, who were just drawn poorly. But I'll say at the end of the day, that was their medium you know what i'm saying that's yeah. their media you know that's what i'm saying what they they, they made yeah. that at the end of the day it's i can call it out for being bullshit but i'm not gonna go over there and try to stop them from doing it and is this you as a black man saying that knowing what uh a lot of uh white entertainers have done to our culture as well what do you mean like just uh kind of taking something that we doing and then putting they spin on it and then saying they did it. yeah uh, yeah don't do that black people you know what i'm yeah, saying we didn't have yeah. it happen to us <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying? don't do that you know, and I, I feel like a lot of the uh, places where we kind of got to start at that, it, we didn't do it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like the Boondocks did an excellent job of just being inspired, inspired. Yes. but not creating, you know, an anime knockoff. You exactly. know what I'm saying? And it was still, you know, core or true to black values or just like black interests. You know what I'm saying? A lot of the humor in that was black oriented. The animation and the storytelling in it was black oriented. You know what I'm saying? It, it just didn't seem like a knockoff to me. Yeah, it, uh, and that's another question I want to leave you guys with. Do you guys consider Boondocks as an anime? You know, if so, just tell us why and uh, tell us how you feel about that. But I definitely feel how you feel. Like, we can't we can't do what uh, the Elvis Presleys did. Uh, we can't do what um, the people uh, who took jazz and ran with it. We can't do what they did. The Post Malones. Yeah. We can't do what they do and say that, okay, well, this is ours. No, we still got to pay homage to, like, Bruno Mars. Bruno Mars is a perfect example of that. Like, even though this isn't my culture, I would still pay homage to the people who created it, who molded it, who made it possible for me to do this. Exactly. Came before me and set the foundation. Yeah, and, and again, I don't really see black people having a problem with that since we ourselves have been victim to it. But I, that is a point that we have to bring up. Don't, you know, uh, because uh, I hate this term because I hate, you know, sounding radical, but whitewashing. Or American Washington, because you know, no matter no matter what happened at the end of Ghost in the Shell, <laughs> Scarlett Johansson should not have played that, that major. I'm just being honest. <laughs> that is true. Uh, people just need to be more comfortable with uh, taking a back seat and just enjoying the ride w- without feeling like you driving. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people are not comfortable with that. Uh, we all kind of had this thing where we got main character syndrome. <laughs> we all alive and we share this one fucking planet but we all think we the main character of this you know what I'm saying sometimes you just need to sit back and enjoy something for what it is I didn't make this you yeah. know what I'm saying I didn't have nothing to do with making this but I like that shit yeah, that's yeah. it that's, that's all you gotta do you know what I'm saying don't tell them what they need to do with their stuff or uh, try and make changes and fixes unless you just get the green light Yeah, and I feel like misrepresentation can go so far and when we talk about this whitewash word to like how like we, they, when they're adapted and you really see it when it's adapted to film or when it's adapted to like uh, cinema because you know the part it, it, it's not me saying that uh, every anime that's adapted to film should be fully anime cast no they did that with Death Note and it kind of sucked so I'm not saying that I'm saying that like you said anime uh, uh, Japanese people they take inspirations from all over the world and so, when casting these people, you have to cast these people appropriately. 
Scarlett Johansson just wasn't a good fit because it's part of a Neo Tokyo. Uh, so that yeah, I also it, it, felt like she, I won't say she's a bad actor. She just wasn't fit for that role. The major, no, she was not. She fit was for just major. there to bring in viewers. Yes, you know what I'm saying I feel like that's a, a big thing when it comes to uh, translating stuff from Japan over to America. They don't really try and focus on the source material. They just try and focus on how can they get as many people to come see it. But instead are, of focusing on the source material and just making something good for the people who watch the anime. Because what they do is, like you said with Scarlett Johansson, it's like, how do we get more people to watch this? Like, we're going to have a fan base of anime watchers who's already going to watch but how do we get more people to watch it? And the, the, it, it backfires. It, it always saying? backfires. I, I, but I will say, Ghost in the Shell has, has to be the best anime adapted film, like, adapted to film I've seen so far. I can't. Avatar kind of sucked, even though it wasn't really an anime. Yeah, Dragon Ball Evolution was terrible. I didn't even want to talk about that. No, uh, How did he go Super Saiyan? Like yeah. what it was like, and then the writer came out a black guy, a black guy. He was the black guy wrote it. Yes, oh. uh, he came out and wrote and said that when I got the uh, job, I did not know Dragon Ball Z that well. So why, why did you get the job? I see that. That's the thing, man. And that's what I feel whitewashing is. It's not technically just white people wanting to throw their face on it. Because I feel like, let's say, if Naruto get a film, I would like for a white protagonist just because it matches the character of Naruto. Naruto doesn't look like an Asian person. He doesn't look like a black person. He looks white. He has white. He has very blue eyes. And he has blonde hair. Yeah. So it's not a, a, a white person putting their name on it. It's just the fact of what you what you said. It's how can we profit off of this. And and that ends up always being how can I gear this to as many white people as possible? Exactly. I'm saying, and not necessarily just on some racism, just type stuff. Just on they gonna spend money. Money, on that. exactly. And I feel like if you just focus on creating the best material you can, people are gonna like that already. Like people already like this. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Like, like you're doing an adaptation you have a whole of something. Fan base. Exactly. <laughs> just make that as true to that. As you can, it's going to win more people over because people haven't seen this yet. We already know a group of people have seen this. And, ah, damn. All right. Uh, hold on. You know what I'm saying? I'm sorry. I didn't realize we was running this. Uh, I'm going to wrap this up. Uh, first off, how you guys feel about anime? I personally am a humongous fan. How do you feel about the episode? Let us know, Jalen. Is there anything that you would like to say? Oh, most definitely. I didn't know we was running for this long, too. But I would say if you guys want us to do any anime reviews in the future like we did the album review, just let us know and we'll we'll do that for you. That's a good idea. Uh, Again, do you consider Boondocks an anime? What do you think about representation in anime? And if you don't watch anime, what do you think? Give us reasons why you wouldn't watch anime. Because, I mean, we said what we feel like with why people kind of stray away. But it probably is just a totally different reason. Yeah, that's true, too. So just let us know. And uh, Any uh, fans out there, if you have any suggestions of new anime, please let us know. I'm oh, always yes. looking for something new yeah. to watch. Uh, it, uh, if that'll be all, United States Smash. Yeah. <laughs> follow the uh, the podcast, uh, E2 The Podcast, on Twitter and Instagram. And follow our Facebook page, Jalen Gasper and Andre Jackson. Show. We out. <laughs>